I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast. Hello and welcome to our very nearly said the MMA fan podcast there because we've been talking about MMA. I just went default <laughs> setting there. <clears throat> Hello and welcome to Hardcore Listing Podcast. I'm Stu Riffin. Joining me always, my co-host, co-creator, co-pop, co- Wow. Zero, co-dependent. I just think you should stop. <laughs> Just stop. Yeah, I've run out of steam already. How are you? I've got, yeah, I'm all right, mate. Uh, I've got a cocoa pop on my head, a mole here. Mm. It's a jelly mole, and Molly always tells me to get rid of it. Can't you do that little and thing I where just you tie let... a bit of cotton around it and it falls off? I don't know, mate. Sounds a bit weird. I, I have seen that. I've weirdly got advertised that something like that is a pen that you put on your head, and then it sticks a little rubber band around it till it falls off. That's great. I don't know, man. Do you, do you reckon? Oh, you're gonna say that though, aren't you? Because you want you want you want me to do weird things. Obviously, like that I want you to jump on our next Zoom recording. And you've got a small elastic band stuck around something on your head, <laughs> just with a little black cocoa pot <laughs> yeah, on the top. I'm of all my over that. <laughs> um, well, look, let's um, let's bring our, our, our guest into the fold, and uh, we've been talking to to him. He's, he's been a long time listener and supporter of uh, of this podcast, and uh, and he's a, a remarkable young man. And uh, and he's going to join us today to uh, to talk about remarkable people, uh, and I imagine a lot of bollocks as well. Um, Mr. Stuart Fleming Gray, hello. Hello, you right? Not bad. How are you? I'm, I'm all right, thank you. I'm relaxed. Chilling. Good, good, good. Lovely. Chilling, chilling. Lovely. It's nine thirty in the morning. Is this uh, is this early doors for you, Stuart? Are you are you at a sort of like morning? You night owl? Are you an early bird? I'm an early bird because I've got two kids. So <laughs> automatically, just wake up at six. Um, but they're at a holiday club, so uh, I drop them at eight o'clock. Come home, pop down the garden for half an hour, come back inside, and just uh, start prepping my list. I'm good. Ah, oh, amazing! What what what's going on down in the back garden then? What you got popping? Uh, I smoke things. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he- hence you're uh, feeling pretty chilled out now. Then, fantastic, amazing. Well, look, um, you fired over a, a, a top five suggestion different to what we're going to do today. Uh, 
last night, which uh, at some point <laughs> uh, we need to get you back on to do because uh, top five animals that are pricks. He's uh, is, is such a good yeah, shirt. Great one. Um, but for um, but to, to to move things on and, and get rolling with today's top five, what have you chosen uh, for your top five We're today? Top five dads. So top five dads. Because uh, I know you've done a top five. Is it mums? <laughs> okay. in the past and I was like it's only because on Father's Day I was just I was quite happy and the kids had bought me my t-shirt it was nice and I was just chilling I was like so I hope that's right. what did the t-shirt say? Wanker! Um, Wanker! David Attenborough oh incredible <laughs> one of them t-shirts where you get like I've got a Dale Winton one uh, Louis Pippen, <laughs> Bill Mitchell Grant Mitchell um <laughs> So it's just, yeah, it's just one of them T-shirts and I, I love David Abra. So it just, yeah, it kind of got my mind flowing my top five dads. And I, was, uh, I had two, I had two lists. I had a serious list. Like I've got an album mention at the end um, because he doesn't deserve to be on the list. Uh, yeah, oh, I, I went comedy. Love it. Excellent, 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 excellent. Well, look, before before we dive into your top five, we should give a shout out to our sponsors. Yes. Who are all dads too? Mm. Uh, one is a good dad. One is a terrible dad. Mm. Uh, the good dad is Simon Hyphen Academy. Yeah, what, what a gentleman. Simon Wrenchy Jones. He's a lovely mm. dad. Uh, you know, does a lot for his kids. Mm. Very supportive. Um, and you know, he is a dad who can protect his his fold because mm. he's like a like a he's like a triple R Bruce Lee tough nut seventh Dan. Yeah, exactly. Unlike you, Stu, I mean, you must be, but your kids must be like, God, if there's a fight, do they get behind Carol? Oh, all day long. Like when you was on that cruise ship. Yeah. yeah. Why are you bringing that up? Well, do you know, know what? I, I literally had a surge of rage <laughs> think, when I think of that exact <laughs> moment on there. Oh, Stewie, that's horrible. It's a horrible day. Anyway, uh, yes, yeah, so sama-academy.co.uk. Go, uh, go there for all your karate needs. You can learn some good old self-defense techniques you can become a you can become a, a your own uh sensei yeah. uh and and teach yeah. if you want a new career a career path and also keep your eye out for his and leon pc million mcleod's uh, new podcast that's uh will be coming this way it's soon and i'm going to leave that on to now, talking about okay sorry i've been missing <laughs> <laughs> I've got to fucking drop it. But they won't be surprised at that. No, mate. they won't. No, but they I haven't won't. listened to a podcast. Um, um, speaking to a horrific dad. Talking about podcasts. Dad, a horrific mm, dad. Yeah, yeah. Um, big yeah, Papa yeah. Jay. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I've watched him discipline his kids um, <laughs> uh, with what he called chili time. Uh, when they played up, he'd get Dave's <laughs> insanity sauce on a big spoon and make his kids uh, walk the chili plank, he called it. Uh, and eat a spoonful <laughs> of Dave's insanity sauce to, to fucking punish his kids. Rough justice, but it worked. Fucking hell, yeah. <laughs> Bet they learnt their lesson. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but obviously they've got the Say What podcast. Um, him, uh, Notorious F-A-T-T, uh, and the Lady P. Uh, <laughs> and it's a wonderful uh, uh, hour of absolute nonsense. Um, if you are the sort of person that, um, that likes listening to people that I imagine have probably gone down his shed and smoked something uh, and then recorded mm. a podcast, yeah. you're probably going to get exactly what you want from the Say mm. What podcast. Uh, I mm-hmm. think it was the last time maybe um, that kind of thing sort of pr- presented itself to me. And, yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah. And uh, yeah, if you want to hear me speak, uh, 
an even more increased level of bollocks. Uh, maybe go check out the episode. Uh, go check that. Uh, uh, that I done with uh, the Say What podcast. He's fucking great. He's hilarious, and as you all know, he's a fucking idiot and a legend. And uh, mm-hmm. so go check that out. Uh, sponsors of High Quality Podcast. Um, mm-hmm. Shall we talk dads, Christopher? On with the show. Let's do it. Let's do it. So, um, shoot, who you got? Is this in order? Is there any particular order to your top five? Are we going from like, is, is the last one going to be your favourite dad of all time? I, I would definitely oh. number one. Okay, cool. But two to five. Yeah. However you fancy it. Yeah. All right, cool. So, number five is Darth Vader. You know, that was going to be my honourable mention if you didn't say. <laughs> he, he was on the honourable mention. He was close yeah. to it. He's going in at five. Um, and, and yes, he might not have been there for the first couple of decades. Yeah. Until, oh, especially yeah. daughter. You weren't even there for her. No. So he was bad, but he, he saved his own life. <laughs> no, that, he did. And he come through in the end. So he might have missed a few payments. He might have... <laughs> yeah, but when it come down to it, yeah. his son and his daughter by saving yeah. his son, he saved his daughter as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All's well that ends well. Right. I've got. He've, he might have killed a few dozen kids along the way. Uh, yeah, but all's well that ends no, well. That's how no, I no, see no, it. No, 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 no chance. You ain't, you ain't having that. That's fucking bollocks. He blew up Alderon. <laughs> like he blew up a no, fucking. No, I think. Was that more Grand Moff Tarkin, though? Obviously, you know, Vader's a fucking guilty by association. It blew up a fucking planet. That's like saying, yeah, "Yeah, but Fred West loved his dear old mum. It's like, Mm. so he's he's got to be all right, hasn't he? Like, no, I'm not having that. I think, look, look what, like, but look at the the, the sort of like, you know, he passed down to Luke and Leia, he's uh, the false powers. So they've got a lot to be grateful for, you know, got a lot to be grateful for what they inherited off their dad. Plus, like, um, what a great time to let you know that you're someone's kid, you're someone's parent, you know, while they're hanging off a... When you've just had a lightsaber battle with them and you've cut their hand off. Really That's matters. the best time to let... But it really, yeah. really matters. And he knew that because he became an amputee, it made him mm. stronger. He, he amputeed his son because he knew the power. Yeah. But so you you got to find the positives in this world. Uh, yeah, that's um, that's where I'm going with these dads. So, are you saying that you <laughs> wasn't a good dad and you was on the dark side until you had your leg amputated, <laughs> and now you've seen the light and got a different colour lightsaber? Ah, uh... in, in all fairness, there was a slight. <laughs> I, I genuinely have because since chopping my leg off, I genuinely have become a better person, a better. Fan. <laughs> that that's true as well. I'm actually that I do mean that. But yeah, you gotta find the positives in this world and say yeah. his son was raised right, his daughter was raised right. Yeah. Coming when it mattered. Yeah. And by saving his son, he let the rebellion live. Didn't he chop his son's hand off? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, that's what, just, what we've just been talking about for fucking five minutes, Stuart. You can't, you can't gloss over that. But it did, it did him a favour, like she when says. When Obi Wan amputeed him, he became a stronger yeah. person. Exactly. And he knew that amputee and his son could do this. Yeah, exactly. He killed Obi Wan. 
Uh, Obi-Wan sort of let him, yeah, didn't he, really, in many that ways. That was also bollocks as well, if you strike me, Dan. You know, yeah. I will become more powerful. He didn't really, did he? He was just a kind of, <laughs> like a bit of a shit ghost that just kind of popped up on a couple of films and just whispered in someone's ear. That's quite creepy, if anything. All he said is most useful advice after croaking was just literally um, use the false. Nice one, mate. Cheers. Use the false, Luke. Yeah. Um, yeah. He said, just take, turn off your targeting system. That is that is the most high risk fucking. If my old man, <laughs> if my what? old man, if I phone my dad up and I was like, "Oh mate, I've just come off the M4, I'm, I'm fucking lost, mate." If my dad then just literally in my hands free just went, "Close your eyes, use the false." <laughs> that's not sound advice. You, you would have ended up in, in the middle of a dual carry tray on a, a, on a, a, a load of <laughs> load of bollards, <laughs> those concrete ones. Yeah, the false weren't too strong in him. <laughs> All right. Okay. Right. What you got for number four, okay. Stu? Um, I'm going to go for Big Chris from Lockstock. Oh, Big Chris. <laughs> <In> Vinnie Jones. <laughs> um, <Yeah>. Big Chris. <laughs> um, <laughs> because he is a good dad. Ignore the fact he takes him around doing gangster shit. Mm. Yeah. Like, little dude should be in school. Is he called Little Chris? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Little Chris should be in school um, instead of, you know, moving about. Collecting money. Yeah, collecting money, doing gangster (laughs) shit with his dad. But when the second someone comes to close to harming his son, he slammed their head in the car door fucking repeatedly. And one of the best, Mm. uh, it's one of the most iconic scenes from that. Yeah. Is Vinnie Jones with a plank, plank of wood in the car and they just let him fucking lose his shit. And he's just that's Vinnie Jones ramming it. That's not that's not Big Chris. That's Vinnie Jones just smacking the shit out of something. It's iconic. Um, so yeah, he's a really good dad. Ignoring yeah. the fact his son is not in school, or and he's doing gangster shit. I'm not sure you can apply that that approach to, to, to parenting in general. I'm just sort of trying to picture if on one of the first sort of parents' evenings I went to, where uh, uh-huh. maybe they said that my my you know. One of my kids could have, like, you know, paid a bit more attention. And, like, if I would have then sort of started slamming that teacher's head in the oh, fucking no, classroom I reckon, you door. Know, you know in those desks, <laughs> yeah. you know the desks that got the just got the little jewel underneath it? You just, just put their hands in that, in a fucking sports hall filled with other parents. <laughs> You'll fucking pay attention. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know where the where the what sort of you know where the 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 law lies with that. Like, I'm enjoying this top five already. Yeah. This is going down a this is going down a really enjoyable route. And can we just just take a moment to just how good was Lockstock when that came out? That was just such a just mind blowingly good fun mm. movie. Was, like, like, all, all the all the all the. The, the, the photography in it, like you say, like that angle where Vinnie Jones is, it is iconic. It's brilliant. It's really creative. Um, so you just, I think you just started talking about how they did that. They put it on a, what, the camera on the end of a plank of wood did that. Yeah, so the, the camera is kind of where like the gear stick would be. Yeah. And they obviously you can't see the plank of wood, but it's a plank of wood in the door because that's what they had. And it's just pointed up at Vinnie Jones and he's just, and when not his face, he's to the camera where the face of the person would be. So it's just I don't know how I don't know when it came out. I forgot what year it came out, but I know I was at ninety eight. I was 98. thirteen, and I was like, I remember watching it 
my mate got a video of it off his big brother. We watched it. So yeah. like, fuck this film, the music. I didn't know much about music, oh, but yeah. the music was just fantastic. The 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 way there was no real filter on the camera. He shot it and just no, he might have to put a bit of brown on, but yeah. And then I learned over time he made it for like 40, 50, 60 grand. He made it for a low amount of money. It's so funny. Nice. You've got Sting in there, and I didn't know Sting was Sting of 13, so I just thought Sting yeah. was like a really, he played that role really well. Cool dad, another cool dad. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, you don't really see him much. Like, I love Big Chris. No, I just no, love, yeah. I love the, I remember that's how certain men would dress in pubs. <laughs> we weren't gangsters, but they were just dressed like Big Chris. Yeah, gigantic leather jacket. Yeah. In the summer, <laughs> yeah, just so like, with like a chain with a box with a boxing ring on, you go, Have oh, you boxed before? No, okay, <laughs> I love that. I, I love that. It's either the necklace or or on the um, the rear view mirror of a car, like little pair hanging down there, yeah. Um, and yeah, what I a just... cast as well, lock stock, like. Jason Fleming in that, Dexter Fletcher. I'm not. I'm not yeah. a big fan of Nick Moran, um, uh, yeah. but uh, he was phenomenal in that, and, and obviously yeah. Statham. Um, yeah, cast is ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, Stevie Graham. Was he? Was he in the first no, one? Or was he in no. Snatch only? He was only in Snatch, wasn't he? Yeah, he's only in Snatch. Yeah. 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 to me is just iconic. Yeah, one of the first British films I remember going, oh shit, it hasn't got to be all Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. And legit half man, yeah, Lenny McLean, obviously, is in that as well. Yeah. The Governor. Oh, yeah. The Governor. Uh, yeah, what a film. What a film. All right. Number three, Stu. Let's do it. Oh, where are we going? So don't be Chris. Ooh, I'm going to go for Philip Banks. Is in Uncle. Phil. Oh man, amazing! Um, and because although he's, he's Uncle Phil in the program, he's obviously a dad. He's a dad to Will. And is this, is this Jazzy Jeff thing? Yeah, yeah. yeah sorry, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Sorry, yeah, yeah. I shout, I shouted. Yeah. I, I came quite loudly when uh, <laughs> she said Philip Bank. Um, it's first time I've seen James Avery as an actor, and he does the serious scene that. You keep seeing online every now and then is when he's arguing with Will's actual dad. Oh yeah! It's if you watch that scene now, you would just cry mm-hmm. because it's 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 perfect. It's it's everything about being a dad. Bill stares the Will's actual dad, and then he leaves. And Phil was the one who's left, and that's when you realise that Uncle Phil is his actual dad. Uncle yeah. Phil has moulded him and helped to gr- help him grow as an individual. And um, I love it. But there's also really funny ones. There's there's loads of funniness in the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's great when he keeps throwing out Jazzy Jeff out the house. That's just that that never gets old. Just yeah, just down the wasn't it really? <laughs> so who's who's yeah. Give me some context. I've never seen the show, so I, I need I need some. So, Have you never seen the fret? We've had this chat before, Stu. I but I think I think Whiffin was out fucking 
getting his getting his hands in the till, <laughs> wasn't he? When, when, when Fresh Prince Bel Air was out, you was out. You you trying to sow your seeds oh, probably and about you know, live your life. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you had a family of your own. You didn't have time to be watching Fresh Prince. <laughs> so I presume. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. He's, is he adopted? What, what's the deal with, 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 so, with Will Smith? So uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is... Um, the Will Smith character, he lives in Philadelphia. Yes. Well, in, in West Philadelphia, yeah. he was born and raised, wasn't he? And then in a playground, he spent most of his days chilling out, chilling out Max and relaxing all. Sorry, sure, I was going to be a theme tune and forgot it. But yeah, and <laughs> he gets in a little bit of commotion on the basketball court. His mum goes, mm. you're going to your auntie who lives in America. Yeah. yeah, in Bella. And... Um, so this street kid grows up in like a big mansion with his rich cousins and his uncle, who's a lawyer, who goes on to be a judge, and his mom, who somehow morphs into another lady halfway through the whole. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Um, and then yeah, so 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 Will grows up under his uncle and auntie's kind of guidance in in a rich area, and it kind of goes from there. Yeah, it's it's quality. Yeah. There's some, uh, there are some heartfelt moments in that. It's not all just uh, watching Colton do the, the Colton dance. Yeah, it was, it's, it was great, it? man. I watched that show religiously. It was a racism. It deals with um, addiction to Colton was taking speed. <laughs> that got a bit dark. I don't remember that. I forgot about that. Yeah, mate. Carl was yeah. taking speed to kind of get his energy up because he had so, so, so much high, high expectations from his parents. And then it covered everything, man. Like racism, sexism. Uh, drugs, alcohol. It, it was just, it was a good program for yeah, it was great. Like my generation. I loved it. No, he had an album Big called, Phil. did he have an album called like Big Willy Time? Big, Big Willy Time. That yeah, is so it was unbelievable. I think Will Smith's first album with Jazzy Jeff was like, one of the songs was the soundtrack to the program, which you probably played it in was... your club a few times. You must have played mm. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, Fresh Prince, Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince were credible rappers. They were credible Philly, Philly rappers. And they, they, wrote, they wrote some really good tunes. Summertime. And, but all that boom shake the room, absolutely. that's a load of old shit. I mean, I was like 13 going to my first school discos in Boom Shake Room, so I've got a different memory to you, Stu. Yeah. Like, I was bouncing around. I was, I was rapping. Like, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it is, it is actually a shit song, yeah. but I mean... It's hard not to love Will Smith other than when he walks up and sl- yeah, fucking yeah. slaps one of our favourite comedians. That was just like... <laughs> But he's had a, like, I don't know. I feel, I kind of feel, when we're talking about dads, I think Will really tries to be a great dad. I think he's a, I get the vibe, he's a really good bloke. And I, I don't know, I get, I get weird vibes off Jada. Jada, how do you, how do you yeah. pronounce it? Like getting, getting out you know, on a round table where she just opens up and goes, yeah, I've been, I've been, uh, I've been cheating on you just like on live, like just out to the public. It must have been kind of tough to deal with. Yeah, especially when it's like, um, I've been fucking. Our son's friend. Oh, what yeah, the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That's fucking horrible. <laughs> yeah, so it's even more degraded. How could yeah, like, uh, your like, mate's hot mum? Yeah. Cool. Like, oh, it's a legend. legend yeah. you know, obviously, it's a power move. It's what everyone wants yeah. to do. But, uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. That doesn't that doesn't justify him walking up and slapping Grease Rock at all. Um, um, but, yeah, I, I do feel a little bit like confused about Will's circumstances yeah but uh, yeah but Uncle Phil he needs to go and speak to Uncle Phil Uncle Phil would show him the way Uncle Phil man yeah he's a legend love absolute ledge great shout great shout um, what's your number two dude well, firstly, it's Big Willie style, not Big Willie time. It's not Big Willie time. I forgot about that. I meant to come back to that. Big Willie time. <laughs> what, what, what? Is that something? Is that Never like? Never mind. Was that a Never foul? Mind, move on. <laughs> <laughs> no time to explain. <laughs> what Big I do on a Sunday is none of your fucking business, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> That's between me and chariots. Right. Okay. Uh, how do you reckon he is? Because he's always banging on about it. Who's got what? What Will Smith yeah. has he got a big cock? How tall is he? Quite tall. Generally, if you're a bit taller, you've probably got a bit of a longer penis anyway, right? No. Oh, that that's total guesswork. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon. Like, I don't know. I just thought if you're longer, then your probably penis I, I is a bit if you're longer. Peter Crouch, I haven't really stood. Definitely. I haven't lined up many men. Yeah. Mm. But if you're taller, you're going to be overall. Your frame's going to be bigger. Surely then. Uh, if we if we think of like no, but um, not, but, but, Leonardo but, Da Vinci's thingy man, everything's in proportion, right? So surely your penis gets a bit is probably a bit longer. Do, like people with dwarfism haven't got dwarf like dinkles, have they? I I have not spent any time looking in it. But you're saying you're telling me a dwarf. You're telling me Peter Peter Dinklage has got a massive winklage. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of his podcast. Surely it's going to be in proportion. It's like, you know, no, Peter, I don't know how big your cock is, mate, but like it might just be in proportion to his size. I don't think he's going to be walking around with like a like a guy who's like six foot. I don't know. I, hope, I fucking hope he has. Well, I went to uni. When I was at uni, this is going to sound wrong. I've seen a lot of like rugby players' penises because <laughs> I worked yeah. in the student union and just... In our, I went to uni in Abba. It's a small place. 
yeah. it's like the fucking league of gentlemen it's horrible and it's like there would always be fucking rugby players yeah. cocks out and some of these dudes were like six four, six five, and they had tiny mm. penises so although it's not <laughs> Not yeah, it's not definite. It's yeah, it's not definitive. I've I've seen some small dicks on tall tall Shut blokes up, before, but like anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um I have shouted this is I'm I'm reading uh, a, a comment here. Uh, I have shouted with a male dwarf and I have to admit I did have a peep because I wondered the same thing. Obviously I didn't see him with an erection. <laughs> but his penis appeared to be average size for uh, a non dwarf yeah. adult male. Uh, oh, right, okay. Uh, right. He has what's known as uh, a shower, whereas I'm a grower. I don't know why he feels like he's got the justified what his dinkle looks like. Yeah, um, no one's good. No one's leaving that chat thread wondering how big his cock is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, dwarves have normal body trunk size. Uh, <laughs> all right, yeah. No, it's just... I once got I once got jerked off around the back of time. <laughs> this coke, right? Let me tell you why that's relevant to this conversation. <laughs> it was a dwarf who tossed me off. No, no. Um, the girl j- j- tossed Two funny things happened after this. We had a sort of like, we got, what, what base is that when you sort of like, when you got, you're in your fucking fingering for your life and you're getting a hand job? It's like, you know, it's heavy petting. What is that? Is that second base, third base? I've never known. It's not fourth base. I never know it? what the bases are. I don't understand. I've never Am- known. I think first base is kissing. We were going at your hammer and tong with yeah. our hands. And uh, in the morning when I woke up, uh, I went downstairs in my boxer shorts and my mum went, what happened to you last night? I was like, what? And uh, this girl had scratched the life out of my back <laughs> when I was in time. And my, she said, you look like you've been assaulted by a tiger. But the weird thing is, I didn't take my top off. I didn't take my top off to have a hand job. Jesus. I'm not insane. But anyway, that that I worked at a place called um, uh, Mission, which was a clothes store at the time, and um, I should have given that girl some money because she went up there and told him that I got a massive penis, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't have a big dick. Like I've seen enough dicks in my yeah, time to loads. know it's 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 only average. And um, but they were all like, "Oh, you got a grower?" Oh. I said, "But my dick isn't that big." And they went, "Oh, you must have a grower, not a shower." And then that's. I've just clung on to that my whole life. You've just bought it up. <laughs> I got a similar story, which is really strange. How similar? So I was in um, the old academy <laughs> in Birmingham. Uh, it used to be the. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was in there for ramshackle on a Friday night. I think. Yes. And I was driving along, probably to like in. I don't know what kind of shit was out then. What year was that? So I would have been. This probably would have been about. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Uh, 2002. I was literally going there at that time. I was it could have been me. I was, <laughs> <laughs> I, 
was 16, 17 when I started going, but <laughs> yeah. And uh, I'm on the dance floor jiving and a girl like, we kind of know, so we, we start we start snogging. It's amazing, snogging, like yeah. And then uh she puts her hand down my pants, puts my hand down her pants. <laughs> Brilliant. She's in the middle of the dance floor. Yeah. And obviously eyes are closed because you're kissing. Um <laughs> after a couple of songs. Uh, I open my eyes and there's like a 10 metre circle around us. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh shit. And I don't, I don't just run off to the bar. <laughs> Didn't even go and wash my hands, just literally went straight to the bar. Straight to the bar, mate. Uh, I think you get a discount at that age if you go to the bar and just put your fingers up under the bartender's nose. Well, half the time, it smelled, like, sh- it, smelled like, it smelled like fishy fingers near Caddy. <laughs> I've got a similar story for snobs in Birmingham as well, but uh, that's another one. Oh, mate, well, maybe we'll add that later. <laughs> I remember snobs as well. Snobs um, as it was. Oh, I love a good fingering story. I love it. Me and my mate at uni created the Fingering Society. It was just me and um, <laughs> It just us two. And we actually lived together. So we need minimum yeah. two people. And we live together, but we go to the pub to have our meeting. If you send each other across campus, we just stick two fingers in the air, then one in one to one. That's great. I was with my wife that at the time. Fucking... I was with my wife as well. We were doing this. <laughs> so I wasn't actually fingering anybody because my wife lived in Cardiff. Um, so... Oh, that's <laughs> fucking brilliant! Fantastic. Hey, you can still you can still reminisce oh, well, over. Well, you know, you're, you're both men men of culture. You can reminisce about the good old days. We spoke about our, our fond memories of of what we called it, Captain Birdo. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, fish fingers. A lot right. of women were listening to this going, that dirty bastard. Mm. But I was young, it was, uh, and yeah. I don't think, like, you know, I, I, I never, you know, that was just a thing that was happening. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't think, like, you know, we'd go down the park and everyone would be like, right, this is what we're all doing now. There was no one who didn't look like they weren't there, like, with bells on, like, I'm absolutely up for either fingering or getting fingered. It was just an exploration of. Crevices, <laughs> did you? It would make me laugh. Like if we'd, we'd, we'd always hang around, um, like the streets of the mean streets of Bourneville when we were going. <laughs> like, it was gangster, like serious chocolate. And um, we'd be in the park, and it would be winter, and we'd still be out and about, just mooching about. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, like, one of my mates and this girl would go off, and so she had so many layers on. She took none of them off. <laughs> <laughs> it was just this really wrapped two wrapped up individuals the the other dude had a glove on his other hand still to keep the other hand because that cop yeah yeah obviously his other hands keeping warm yeah uh, it was just Aspirin, I, yeah. I miss them times sometimes they were just funny what kids got now tiktok yeah, yeah. whereas you had you had a rubik's cube of underwear oh, to yeah get it was like, you know literally I mean? like a, an immersive pass the parcel one it just trying to out, get through every <laughs> every layer of wrapping to get to the yeah. good stuff but yeah. I, I, as the year that i grew up like in in in, in like the sort of the year the years, that you grew the years, up the year, you know in in the, you know my, my first clubbing thing it was the time where girls wore them body suits at the poppers Underneath their rat, ah. and like, 
you had to get ratting. You were like, we've been talking about fingering for fucking near on five minutes and no one has said rat. And so yeah, you, you on, had mate. to kind of get them little... Go past no, it. I mean, you, you had to undo the poppers. Yeah, but you had to go past past the uh, prize. If, you know, if you're watching this on <laughs> on Patreon, Glasson's literally yeah. signing it as we're talking. <laughs> you had to scoop under, unpop yeah. it, and then... And then yeah, wow. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It's not. It's not a sexy noise. I don't know. I'm gonna finger you. <laughs> dear, oh dear. That sounds more like a fresh do when you say <laughs> oh, that. Oh yeah. But, oh, I'm gonna finger you. I remember my, my mate would he, like he was a prolific fingerer. <laughs> But sometimes he'd go off in like the bushes. Sounds so bad, but he'd put he'd have like his MP3 player so they could both listen to music, and it would be like, <laughs> and it would be just like some DJ looking MC Neat compilation. I love the fact that he to put piano. together a, a fingering playlist. Oh. So he'd be listening to Piano Loco. <laughs> 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 Doing it in time, 140 BPM. Life was more innocent. It wasn't about TikToking and vaping. It yeah, was about everything. Really really it would get in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and drinking yeah, MD yeah. 2020. That's what it was about. <laughs> good days. Good days. Oh, man. Number two. Sorry, anyway, about dads. <laughs> Mr. Levenstein from American Pie. Oh, best dad. Best oh, dad. So what dad. a quality dad. What um, a love. What a wonderful dad. Eugene Levy. I love that. Eugene Levs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and it's for the, the main reason is for when he brings porn. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's a conversation Stu won't have to have with his daughters. <laughs> hope not, anyway. Hope you don't have that conversation. <laughs> but, like, I'm gonna have to have that talk with my son one day, yeah. and it's, it's uh, I'm forever gonna have that scene in my head. I've got bushy oh, eyebrows, and I've got glasses. <laughs> just when he pulls out the magazines and he's describing how he, how him and his mom used to <laughs> just. This 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 is a more specialist magazine. This one. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's his top shelf. Jim's uh, face in that scene is incredible. It's it's, it's, it's just yeah, it's, it's it's iconic for like my age as well, for like my generation. Yeah, it's a bit another bit where Jim comes out of the bedroom and his dad's just standing there looking at the picture. Yeah, of me of him on holiday, <laughs> and, it's <all> just, <laughs> and he's just standing there, and he's just. <laughs> So that's something my dad do. Like come out of your bedroom and yeah. just be standing there in the hallway. Like what are you doing? Uh, the thing is as well, he's a really emotional dad as well, isn't he? Like looking at yeah. them photos, he, he'll well up and stuff. I love shit like that. He's fucking incredible, Jim's dad. Uh, he really is. Just, just, it's, that just line, it's just so painful. I've never done it with baked goods. He's <laughs> <laughs> <It's> fucking class. <laughs> 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 oh mate he's got your back hasn't he and he's always gonna yeah. he's, he's always gonna see the best yeah. in you Jim's dad yeah that's what you want in a dad like like it's, it's so interesting like the dads you pick there's all there's there's different aspects like you, you know the, even like the Vinnie Jones one 
Like you want a dad who's protective. You can understand the rage in thinking. I think that's something like both, you know, both, you know, paternal, whether you're, uh, uh, you know, a mum or a dad, where you'll do anything for your children. If they're under threat, you'll do anything. But then like Jim is like that really caring, thoughtful dad who he's, he will roll up his sleeves. I can't imagine Big Chris having... Big Chris's conversation about sex with little Chris is he, he just hires, he just gets him a brass on his 15th birthday. Yeah, 100%. That's like, do you know what I mean? There's no conversation. He's like, go in there and come out a man. Yeah, do you know what I mean? just gives him straight to the A on DVD on his like, <laughs> birthday. Where it was like, Jim's, Jim, Eugene never, he's just going to try to talk you through it in as painful, it's going to be excruciatingly painful, yeah. but it comes from a good place. Yeah, and then it stretch, even stretches through to like the second film where um, they go to pick up Jim from college and he's got these beers and he's really excited to put beer <laughs> in his son and he pays a dude to let him have beer in his dorm room and obviously Jim's trying to have relations in the bedroom and <laughs> fucking dad walks in with the beers but then just doesn't leave. <laughs> just, <laughs> just like, And then her mum and dad come in and he's like, you know, like this is my son who you... So good. And then it even goes through to like even the latest film where he's getting stolen. What number are they on now, Shu? Because I haven't seen it in years. One, two, then the wedding. The wedding, that was it. And then they've done a reunion one. Like the naked miles. We got like Stifler's cousin and all this shit. And I didn't really like them. But once again, Mr. Levenstein is in them films being classic, Mr. Levenstein. Um, there was a couple of them. Then they did the reunion. Which was great. Which is great, which is where... Uh, I don't think I've seen that. It, it's it's better than... To me, it's better than The Wedding. Hmm. Like, yeah. I really like it. It's. Uh, I, don't know. I think I saw The Wedding. Yeah. It was all right. Yeah, it was all right. It served a purpose. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the reunion was all right. But when it's when Jimmy's dad's getting stoned with Stifler's mom, <laughs> <laughs> jumps out the window. <laughs> That'd be my dad if he got stoned. <laughs> oh, just, love it. It's just it's a classic character, and for and for my generation especially, that kind of were like fourteen, fifteen when these films. Came yeah. Out. yeah, so, yeah, yeah. We all seen our own dads in Mister Levenstein. Yeah, love it. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. He's a classic. Super relatable. What's the top spots, Joe? What's number one? Oh, oh, this one's easy. This is Jim Royal from the Royal Family. Oh, fantastic <laughs> shout. No, it's it's uh, it's classic. It's um <laughs> one of the first programs I really remember watching with like, my mum and dad. Like I really remember watching it, and then I just loved how they made it. Everyone says I look like Anthony. I had I had the similar haircut, so my dad. Um, this is why I love Jim Royal so much. My dad was very much like Jim Royal in he'd rip the shit out of me, <laughs> just <laughs> constantly, just like Jim Royal did, didn't he? Yeah. Like, but deep down, like with Jim Royal, you knew it wasn't malicious. No, it was just a dad being a dad, and he? he was lazy. Yes, he was bad in a million ways, but. When it's the scene with him and uh, him and Fingy in the bathroom, Denise, him and Denise. Um, oh my, I break you in half. You cry watching it because it's a beautiful, it's beautifully written, it's beautifully shot. 
it's beautifully acted. Love, I love Vicky Tomlinson. Um, and I love, and, and I, I still like Carolina Hearn. Unfortunately, she's not here, but that scene is just perfect. And it's not the, it's not amazing acting. It's not like the best acting ever. And it's not the best thing shot ever. But it is in, in, for our culture, for our country, that, that was, that was a scene people will remember forever. Same for certain yeah. things and only falls and horses, the bar scene. Yeah. When Del Boy breaks down and he's telling what the Arctic is, things like that. They'll always be. When, when, yeah. When Del takes a licking as well, when he takes that absolute hiding from the Driscoll brothers. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. It, it's, and it, that, that's, you know, that, that's the bits when, when you see these comedy giants that are just, you know, in the very fabric of our, our culture switch and show vulnerability, it catches you off guard and just yeah. busts you up. Even at, at the, the, the Queen of Sheba episode where Nana dies and one by one they all walk up and sort of lean over the cameras if they're, they're, they're talking to, to Nana. And obviously they've had a very uh, f- weird relationship, Jim and, and his mother-in-law, uh, and he's took the piss out of her. But even when he goes up there, it's like you see his vulnerability and you see him, you know, in crack. And it's oh, it's heartbreaking. Like Ricky Tomlinson, he's a, a fucking incredible actor. And fuck me, props to Carolina Hearn and Craig Cash for writing absolute gold. Like, mm. like it's just genius, absolute genius. That you know, you, people talk about, you know, how maverick it was. You know, watching things like The Office and and you know, just this this sitcom based around you know the mundaneness of an office. You know, th- these people wrote fucking some of the greatest comedy ever. Just a fucking handful of people sitting on a sofa, and it's the most. <laughs> yeah, how to keep people Genius. engaged with just that yeah. is clever, clever fucking writing. And uh, yeah, they're fucking geniuses, uh, Cash and Ahern. And uh, what a fucking tragic loss that was. Like. Dying yeah. so young. She's fucking incredible. Uh, uh, yes, fucking solid shout. That's you. That's fucking great. Yeah, it's, um, it's been a, a bit an enjoyable top five, mate. <clears throat> Can I throw in? I got a free quite funny. Oh, mate, you go for it. You go for it, yeah. Because he doesn't deserve to be on the list. So I got Homer Simpson, which is classic. Classic Everyone dad, knows. yeah. Same as Peter Griffin, maybe, for the one. Um, Mr. Yeah. Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> uh, he almost got the top five, but he's also the dad of heavy metal, and he's a brummy. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Red form from the seventies show. Once again, I think that's. Oh, no, mate, I haven't watched much of that. It's, uh, it was really funny back in the day. Yeah, I, I did, yeah. and Red was hilarious. Um, Walter White. Never, yeah, uh, but my main one is just my dad. Um, my my dad's too good to be in the list. Like, <laughs> I Love could be that. here for an hour talking about how horrible my dad's upbringing was. His mom died when he was eight, when he was eight. His dad at ten. Mother-in-law didn't like him. Like, for example, feeling heating in their house apart from my dad's room. Um, my dad would hang out with her, the man who run the pitch and put in the local park and school holidays because she'd lock him out of the house. Um, Sixteen, chucked him out. Went back to Glasgow where he was originally from. Uh, his family said no, so then he had to join the army. Met my mum. My mum and dad have only been with each other. It was a free coincidence they met again five years after they first met. Wow. And they've been together ever since. And my dad is 
my dad's just a solid, solid man. There's people you see that blame their past yeah. solely on them being a bad person or them being... Yeah. My dad yeah. had a fucking horrific upbringing, but yeah. he worked at Rover for years. He's a, he then he got he become an engineer, got a degree in his 30s, which is with two kids and working. And then he worked for the NHS now for years with computer systems and... He's a successful man. He's paid their house off. He's looked after my mum. He raised me and my brother. I can't imagine having me with all my medical issues was the easiest of tasks, but he was... He wasn't perfect, and he's still not perfect now. I can clearly see, like, kind of mental health issues with him because of his past that I tried to help him with, but... Yeah. He's a a typical man. He ain't saying shit to nobody. He's going to die with a lot of the shit that's in his head. And I try yeah. to change it out of him. Don't think I'm ever going to. Yeah. But he, if he's, if we say I'm not the richest of people, me and my wife struggle. My mum and dad help us out with shopping every now and then, things like that, taking the kids away, buying, buying the football kits for Archie, which is really expensive. And the, my mum my works, but my dad earns the most money. He, he contributes the most. Of this comes from my dad. He's paid for my wife to do a master's in law. It's a loan, wow. but you give us a loan because we don't have the money. Um, yeah. My wife's almost finished now, so we're paying him back. And like, What's he like, 300% APR? <laughs> <laughs> he's reason, so it's like, yeah, he wants his money back. But my, my dad's just like... You don't, you said like, you know, obviously, you know, that he's got his own things going on, but you don't want, you don't need dad to be perfect. You need a dad to be present. You need that and to and, and, and to to try really make an effort. Yeah. And it sounds like that's what he's done, especially under the circumstances, mate, where it's very easy. People could have any excuse to be like, Oh, yeah, well I treat you like this because this is how I was treated, you know, or whatever. And it's like, no, he's he's kind of bucked the trend. And that's what hopefully you do as a parent, is you try and change some of the generational Mistakes that can get handed down repeatedly. Yeah, you know, my my dad was an ace. My dad was brilliant. He'd done a lot of the things, that, similar sort of things that you'd you'd want to hear, like what your dad did. Uh, but he, he was a big. He came from a fa- a culture of drinking, and I hope that that's one thing that I've I've broken that cycle from. You know, and it's like, you know, I'm not a big drinker now. I was, I but I, I very much hope I don't want to pass that sort of attitude down into into our kids. You know, it's yeah. a so that's great. Yeah, I love my dad. He's a man. I'm going to throw a couple in. Go on in, mate. Uh, Phil Dunphy. Uh, uh, Modern Family. Who's he from? What's he from? Uh, from Modern Family. Uh, oh, right. Yeah. Oh, you're missing out. You are missing out. It's fucking incredible. Uh, definitely, I think the best American uh, sort of sitcom probably since Friends uh, for consistency. Uh, yeah, yeah, fucking amazing. Um, and uh, and probably my number one would be Clark W. Griswold. Um, <laughs> Chevy Chase as as Clark Griswold. Uh, in all the vacation films, just fucking incredible. Super dad. <laughs> uh, yeah, love him. Glasson, you got any? Uh, probably just Fritzel. <laughs> <laughs> It's a drunken soiree in the within.
Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast.